last episode, I interviewed Sofia Cruz, and we discussed some challenges and setbacks faced while being an organizer for a major affinity group at a predominantly white institution. We also discussed the importance of utilizing art to preserve culture and heal from intergenerational trauma in the Latine community. I will begin this episode by playing a podcast interview from Beyond Prisons featuring Miriam Caba in conversation with Brian Sonestine and Kim Wilson. I stumbled upon this interview while reading Marion Caba's book, We Do This Till We Free Us. I really admire her organizing efforts and abolitionist work. I got in tune with it from visiting the Harold Washington Library's archive as part of my Stud Circle's archive internship. They had documents from an organization she founded called Chicago Freedom Schools and a zine she created for Project NIA. But for some context, in the section of the interview I chose to demonstrate, they are discussing Marion Caba's coin expression, Hope is Discipline, and how that relates to self-care as an organizer. You know, self-care is really tricky for me um, because I'm not really, I don't believe in the self in the, in the way that people determine it here yeah. in this capitalist mm-hmm. society that we live in. Mm-hmm. So I don't believe in self-care. I believe in collective care, collectivizing our care, um, you know, and thinking more about, like, how we can help each other to do, like, you know, how can we collectivize the care of children so that more people can feel like they can actually have their kids but also live in the world and contribute and participate in various different kinds of ways? How do we do that? You know, how do we collectivize care so that when we're sick and we're not feeling ourselves, we've got like a crew of people that are like our, not just our prayer warriors, but like our action warriors, right? Mm -hmm. Who are like, thinking through with us like I'm just not going to be able to cook this week and you've got a whole bunch of folks there who are just like putting a list together for you and bringing the food every day that week and you're doing the same for your community too like I want that as the focus of how I do things and that really comes from the fact that I grew up the daughter of returned migrants, you know, uh, African returned migrants. Like, I don't see the world the way that people do here. I just mm-hmm. don't. I don't agree with it. I think capitalism has actually alienating is continuously alienating us from our each other, but also even from ourselves. And I just don't subscribe. So, like, I don't. And, I, and, and for me, like, it's too much. Like, with, like, yeah, I'm going to do yoga, and then I'm going to go and do, like, in today's episode, I will be discussing topics relating to the significance of youth organizing and the benefits of organizing, along with the need for safe spaces to cultivate an environment for something like collectivizing care. I will be speaking with interns from U Media's Gamers Universe. So how has the uh, planning process for the convention been going? been going pretty good pretty smooth so far we had like two lead-up events one uh in humble park another one which was actually uh a cosplay uh kind of thing which i'm not too sure where it was because i wasn't actually at that Mm -hmm. lead-up event but um so far so good still trying to plan for the website that's a work in progress um we got a, a couple other lead-up events going on pretty soon, so 
overall, pretty great. Um, it started out kind of rough, getting everything together and deciding what exactly it was we wanted to do. Um, but after figuring out what we wanted to do and how we wanted to do it, planning things has been pretty fun, honestly. Uh, fun and sometimes stressful, but um, <laughs> overall it's been pretty good, yeah. There's a lot of planning and it, it is kind of stressful. Um, however, it is, it is really fun. Um, and we've definitely had a lot of say in our planning. It's definitely our plans, which is nice. What is your favorite part about planning this? What's been your highlight? Uh, Ren just said it, but the amount of freedom we have to actually like put this thing together has been awesome. Like this is really our event. It's not just the event we're watching adults plan. Like this is something right. that we are actually we're making. We're in yeah. charge of like everything, like the graphic design, what events we were running, where we're putting things. That's all kind of been like our jurisdiction. The fact that I can be free and talk about video games without having, having to worry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and kind of to like follow that up, um, I know that like all of it is kind of youth led. So like, what does that mean to you guys, per se? Um, well, a lot of times events don't always cater towards a younger audience. Um, and so it's kind of nice having a fresher view on things, I suppose, because teenagers and kids do think a lot differently from adults. So I feel like it's kind of refreshing to have this new kind of perspective on gaming and event planning. And at the same time, it's teaching us like a lot of skills, like management skills, planning skills, event skills. I have to learn how to pay taxes now. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's really interesting because adults, when they plan like teenager or like child like events, most of the time they just assume what it is we like without actually asking us what it is we like. And if they do ask us what, is, what we like, it's typically just like a poll or a Google form or something. And it's not really us, if that makes sense. Um, and because it's like youth led, everything we're doing and making is coming straight from a youth perspective. So it's really going to give the authentic like youth experience. Well, it doesn't really mean too much. It just feels like it feels like I'm at home because mm -hmm. there's other teens around me I'm working with, and we've got like two or three mentors helping us out to kind of just plan this event ourselves. Uh, it's really flexible because everybody's doing their own thing uh, at home. We can do our own thing at home, uh, even here at the library. What is the most stressful thing about planning all these like tournaments and like? leading up to the convention. I'm trying to balance school and <laughs> just the planning it when we're at home. Good. Um, we have to figure out everything we need for our social media and marketing. Um, obviously this event has been going on in the background for a little while, so we actually have to push it out to people. Um, that's what they're working on now is writing those emails um, and getting those emails out to get, to, get, to get the people to do the panels and all that other stuff is really important. Um, and I would say probably the most important part of setting. We're currently figuring out how to market things like our lead up events and our convention itself. And we're doing cold calls uh, for dealers and panelists um, and possible artists. Um, and at the same time, we have to put up websites. We have to put up social medias. Um, we have like all this stuff. It won't really be seen to people who are just attending the convention, but there's a lot more things that go into events like this than you would have thought. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's very interesting because like 
you're using something that is known to be kind of like a thing like knowing like oh you're lazy you play video games all day yeah and you're there's like a stereotype behind like video oh. gaming or like gamers yeah. and how like it's kind of more casual versus like making it a, an event which is cool yeah and you get paid for this too right that's like, true you're getting paid <laughs> <laughs> that's true and yeah you're getting paid to do that's something true. that you essentially love and do for fun so how does that feel feels good it feels a lot better than having to worry about school right. <laughs> and i think even like having an event versus just like because like playing video games here at you meet is like really fun but it is. like holding a bigger event is really cool because you can also like attract more teens why are video games important just makes everybody's lives a little bit better <laughs> you know i mean i guess it depends on the game because you know there's always some games out there that kind of make you mad a little bit like call of duty <laughs> or dark souls and all those other games but Really, it just it's just another way of just bringing people together. Mm. In this interview with the interns from Gamers Universe, we discuss how organizing youth-led events like gaming conventions can create safe spaces for teens to come together and participate in a beloved hobby, as simple as playing video games. These youth-led events not only facilitate safe spaces, but the youth organizing these events are able to gain professional and personal skills and abilities that they will carry on to their adult life. Opportunities such as the Gamers Universe allows these teens to get paid to achieve something that is relevant to their lives and makes them feel heard by their adult advisors. This is the end of my youth organizing podcast series. I hope you all get inspired to initiate your own organizing efforts. Please share my podcast to anyone that you think might benefit from it. If you have any questions or want to talk to me further about anything I mentioned during this podcast series, please reach out to me on Instagram at yamali underscore 420. Thank you all for listening to the end. Thank you to the Chicago Public Library's Youth Media Center and the Stud Turkle's Radio Archive for managing this podcast internship program. The interview clips you heard in the episode were from the Prison Beyond's website. Thank you to the interviewee, the interns from Gamers Universe, and Jonathan Babadia for creating the intro and outro music soundtrack. Thank you to Jaime, Valerie, Anna, and Allison for being in every step of the way. See y'all next time. Bye! Mm-hmm.